Welcome to the Connor Churland podcast, where I, Connor Churland, meet up with a musician, ask what makes them tick, ask them to play me a song, maybe I play a song back, this episode I do. On this episode, we have the wonderful, the special man, Brian McLaughlin. This guy is one of my first musical friends that I ever made, and really couldn't have done much better <laughs> you can't you can't do better than brian mclaughlin in terms of uh, just a wonderful wonderful person to have in your corner um incredibly talented um he's helped me with the last three <laughs> records that i've put out which is crazy um yeah we've had a we've had a wonderful collaborative relationship for quite a while now um i respect him as a songwriter and i think that this new album he's coming out with is some of not only the greatest stuff that he's written, but also just like some of the coolest stuff I've heard in a while. And I um, am proud to present him to you today. Please enjoy. Do you wanna do you wanna play play me a song, and then I can ask you some questions about the rare occasions? Sure. Um, I'll probably play a new song. We've been working on some new music. Let me think. What should I do? <laughs> I thought oh, I didn't really. Think I thought Sparrow was like super killer. Oh yeah. yeah. I could do that one. Okay, cool. That song especially was in my like phase. I have I have phases as all musicians do. And that was my um worshiping Alex Turner phase from Arctic Monkeys, where it was like more about the sounds of the words and like the way the syllables make percussive motion than the words themselves. So I was there with my thesaurus and like trying to make as much enjammed rhyming as possible and and make it all crazy sounding um i but i've since moved on from that phase i think 
So what, who, like, with a song like Sparrow, which is also just like poetry, and then the, um, what's, what's that line that you repeat um, in the middle of it? Oh, uh, I have seen it all. I've seen it all. Like, what? That, did you hear a song that did that, and you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that." Um, I don't know. With that line, yeah, I, I kind of had the melody already um, figured out, and I knew I wanted like um, that section. Like, it's still that's the only part of the song which doesn't follow the main chords of the rest of the song, and I wanted it to have this big like building feeling. So it was, those words specifically were like originally just scrap lyrics that I used to um, just fill the line as I was writing it. And I decided to keep them because they're pretty broad and, and it made sense in the context of the song. For, for a song like Sparrow, is it like, did you start off with a concept or were you kind of just like, making it up as you go along and like building the story or did you have something in mind? For that one, um, yeah, I started with um, basically just noodling on guitar to get the chords and I, I really liked the chord change that I had and the melody that I had going with the chord change. And then, so for a long time, I was just kind of mumbling along. And then um, for Sparrow, I came up with the first verse first this idea of like, um, you're looking out the window, thinking about what it's like to be the sparrow, and then in the song, perspective changes, and now you're the sparrow looking at yourself through the window. Um, I thought that idea was really cool, and then I didn't really know where I was gonna take it from there. Um, so I had that verse for a really long time, and um, just kept trying different things until I had the rest of the song. Did any of the other guys touch those lyrics, or are those all you? Those are all me, yeah. We write lyrics together um, for our, yeah, lots of our songs, like, we're all together and we have a funny idea and we'll bounce off each other. Uh, but that song, I didn't really show it to anybody until it was pretty much done, which usually I don't do. Usually I have, like, a scrap of a song idea, and I'm like, okay, I've kind of exhausted what I can do and it's time to bring in other people to um, to help bring this to life, you know. Uh, for that song, I knew it was like basically a ballad, you know, a song with a guitar and a voice as the core of it. Um, so I pretty much finished the song and then I sent it to Luke because we had talked about like we really wanted to do a song with strings. So I basically, yeah, once I knew that the song was where I want it to be. I recorded it and I sent it to him and then he mocked up some uh, orchestral arrangement over it. That he made it, it's, it's so crazy. That, that arrangement, it's especially on the, on the I've seen it all part, like the, the swell that he's doing oh there too. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, and his, his ability just amazes me. Like, it's the same thing with his drumming. Uh, I'm, I'm not like I I understand enough music theory to to speak in that language, but when it comes to having him, uh, you know, compose something, basically, all I have to do is like give him the vibe that I'm looking for. Like, oh, w with that song, I I knew I wanted like 
some windy kind of strings that it feels very Willy Wonka to me. Yeah, yeah, like a kind of a counter melody to the voice, um, and then like like multiple winding things that uh, just kind of meandered, and that's basically all I gave him. I gave him the chords and I gave him that like basic idea, and then he came back with that. It was like what? That's so good. And yeah, it's the same with drums. Like I'll be like, oh, I think I want something that's like, and then he'll he'll be like, oh, you mean like this? And then he'll play something like ten times better than I could have ever imagined. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that's what I meant. It's it's important that he's a better drummer than you are a beatboxer. <laughs> That'd be a big issue. Um, with a song that short, how did you know that you were done? Um, that's a good question. I kind of, I have this weird fascination with really short songs. Um, yeah, you just did a, you redid your song Goodbye the other day on Instagram. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, Good Night, which is another really short one uh, that I play on ukulele. Um, I think something about, like, really concise packages uh, is really attractive to me. Like, I grew up listening to the Beatles, and most of their music is under two minutes. Most of their songs are under two minutes. And, um, yeah, my, my philosophy in general is, like, people, like, in reality, you only have so much of people's attention. They can only care so much. So, like, use it responsibly and, and get the story out there quickly. Um, so with that song, um, it just kind of ended at that, what, one minute and a half mark, and it just felt right, so I went with that. Well, I mean, it, it feels right when you listen to it. A lot of the other songs on our album are around the three-minute mark, and they're also, like, a lot heavier, and this song kind of stands out, so, um, you know... I was more open to having it stand out in other ways than just the, the style as well. Um, is it going to be a, uh, a bird-themed album? Um, you have the vulture from Control. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. And I was thinking about writing about another bird, too, recently. Oh, that would be sweet. Can I play you a song I'm interested in putting on this next, on this next album? Yeah. Um, yeah, did, let's hear it. did you listen to that Gerilyn demo I sent you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Gerilyn is my mom, and oh. uh, it's a song that I'm keeping intentionally off of the internet because I want uh, it has a swear word in it, and uh -oh. my mom is not going to like that her name has the little explicit e next to it. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> but the song is, I like it, and I think it's cute, so, uh, so I think it's, it's worthwhile, and I think it'll, I think it'll be good. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Something's happened to me, and I don't know how it feels to fall in love, lens blending focus to every Unrelenting trust I don't have much to give You're not perfect But the closer 
you sent me that song included and the the song title had me really intrigued because you have a few songs with people's names as the song title i'm thinking back to emmy lynn and then now here's jerry lynn and i didn't know that your mom was named jerry lynn so yeah very different people like the whole ep is just going to be love songs um and i think the album art is just going to be this old picture I have of my mom and dad and then like out on a like a green trail together and it's like slightly out of focus but like she's like looking up at him and he has this mustache and he's just kind of like looking out into the foreground and oh it's, nice it's really cute um when when is the photo from uh probably probably late 80s it's amazing um the the exercise that you go through for every EP so far of consciously deciding to write 40 songs over 40 days. Uh, How do you go six, about that? I mean, months. each day writing a song. Uh, six That's months. pretty intense. Oh, six months. Oh, okay. So it's not every day, but it's still quite a lot of output. Yeah, I think, like, some people do the, like, I'm going to write 40 songs in 40 days, but I think it makes those days suck so bad that I think it kind of messes with your mind. <laughs> uh, 
but I think 40 songs in six months is like really doable. So we finished, like we put out that last album in November that came out on November 15th. So on November 16th, I had a gig and then on the 17th started like a two week span for me where I was like, these two weeks, I'm gonna do absolutely nothing. Like I'm gonna play the maximum amount of video games I'm going to go for bike rides. I'm going to like intentionally do nothing. Um, and then as soon as those two weeks ended, I, I was like, like in those two weeks, I'm going to figure out what comes next. And uh, part of that was like, n like I'm self-employed. So like, there's no, there's no boss telling me what's next. It's just like, what's next is write more songs. And uh, so I, I set that goal because it's a stretch goal, but it's actually like really doable. You can write two per week and get there, um, which is, re and they don't have to be good. So, um, like at the beginning, like there, there's a bunch of songs that are like really full band and really different, like more, like I listened to a lot of the Smiths while writing them. Um, nice. And... But none of those will appear on this because um, I just didn't think there was enough of them to warrant its own little EP yet. Right. Um, but I pretty much just sit down and uh, do like the most simple chord progression uh, and then just write over it uh, with a different melody. Because, yeah, there's like... There are so many good songs written with the same chord progression that... I'm just gonna keep trying that chord progression until it cracks. <laughs> and I'm just eliminating the bad ones. Um, but yeah, the number of bad songs in this batch are, it's pretty remarkable. I find that the act of, of finishing that many songs with, with lyrics and everything, like that's what impresses me the most. I was sifting through um, just last night, trying to figure out what you know? What should we work on to finish out our album? Um, and there's probably about forty song ideas from the period of of maybe about a year that we've been working on it. Um, but all of them are just um, you know a musical motif recorded you know in voice memo, and and there's no lyrics. And for me, like completing lyrics is I find to be really difficult. I'm happy with where it gets once I'm done, but the journey getting there is is really difficult. So how do you how do you make yourself take that journey so often and, and so quickly? Yeah, well I have to be willing to let the song be bad. Um because sometimes uh I get obsessed with a melody and I I want the melody to stick like the song if you want it. Um, that chorus is actually from a song I wrote previous, and that was the only good part about that song. So I just took that chorus and put it onto this new song. And, nice. um, and sometimes I'll get, like, the reason why I'll, I'll start and try to finish the song is because you don't know how good your lyrics might be. And so I'll just keep writing lyrics and it's possible that they'll be good at the end. But most of the time, like, it's just like a good first paragraph and then the rest of it's crap.
So you go back and rewrite? Um, sometimes, but most of the time, I just leave it. Like, there's, there's so many songs that I've written that are only one paragraph is good. Like, there's, um, there's one line that said, uh, Bi-weekly, I've been thinking about my street. If sinks drip down to gutters, does the spider from my shower find its brothers? And nice. I liked it, and I was That's like, cool. and I was like, cool, and I like put it in, and I was like, ugh, <laughs> like no idea, <laughs> no idea what to do after that. But it's like I at least know what not to do, which is the song that I've written. If I ever do revisit that, I'll probably just start like maybe in a different key with a different chord progression and fit it like fit that in. Um, I did the same thing with Toad Boy, like that used to be. It's probably like a... Like, really, uh, in my mind, like, more folky. Yeah, and then I found that cool, like, boom, boom. And yeah. that, that's what made that, uh, made that song work for me. But yeah, I try, I try to only revisit when it's, like, time to steal. Like, because it, it's, it's annoying to show up to a writing session with yourself and be like, all right, time to try to solve the most difficult puzzle, which is this like half good song that you made. Um, right. Yeah, I always find that really frustrating and I prefer to just start from scratch. And eventually if I look back and be like, oh, I remember that, that was cool. I'll try to reincorporate it. You can kind of Frankenstein it into what you're currently working on. Right. That's really cool. Like I kind of do that with music. I have like a huge collection of riffs that I'm like maybe one day I'll have a song that uses this riff that I have been noodling for the past three years but yeah when it comes to lyrics it's harder for from my experience to to kind of pull in lyrics uh, from another song and make it work in a new musical context so that's really cool it, I wouldn't have ever assumed that because your lyrics are so good. Yeah, that's that's really interesting that you say that. Do you want to play, yeah, yeah. play me another new one? Yeah. Let's see. So there's a few which I can't play because like, it won't really work without a full band. Um, I'll play this one. I think, so I didn't send you this file, but you were there when we were kind of working on it. Um, I, sh I played you like our, um, our rehearsal of this song from a while back, uh, back when we were working on the Toad Boy EP. So this song is done now and I'll attempt to play it solo. can see your ignorance is showing you say real estate is what you need a little place beside the sea if you don't fall in line 
Thanks, man. The what? What are you doing, like musically? What are you doing with the uh, when you switch from the verse to the pre-chorus? The like jewelry is what. Oh yeah. Um, it's like one to minor three chord, but I'm just doing an arpeggio, which is like okay. So recently, in recent rare occasions history, um, you know, we had a lead guitarist. He decided to move back home. We're all on good terms, but basically I've had to kind of fill his shoes in a certain way of like playing more interesting guitar parts because I'm usually just strumming, just making noise. So this was this is our first song that we wrote as a three-piece, and um, yeah, I decided to put some arpeggios in. So it's just... the minor four and then I think in the recording so there's like two arpeggios so there's that one and then there's another one on the like the opposite side the opposite ear that's like etc thanks it's it's such a good, uh, like, I, there, the line where um, it says, Because you're no son of mine, don't bum, 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 dad. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine what? the whole band looking out and pointing at dad and being like, dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about my parents or anybody's parents. It's about 
like the generational divide and how it relates to like consumerism and it's about everybody's parents. Yeah. Uh, just like how like you see all these articles of like young people are ruining uh, ruining the housing market. Young people aren't buying diamonds and things like that. And it's like, well, young people have bigger fish to fry. You know, like we have different priorities as a as a generation and yeah. different different situation that we've grown up in. So right, um, it's just. Yeah, that's what I wanted to write about. And diamonds don't excite us because we all saw Blood Diamond. Exactly. Dang, that sounds so good. I'm excited for that one. What's that one called? That one's called Alone. I like that one a lot. Can I play you another one? Yeah, absolutely. Is that is that going to be one of your new songs? Uh, I think. Oh, dude, I love it. It's really nice. 
Thank you. Uh, it's kind of the same chord progression, so I will have to hide that. Um, same, same as Jerilyn. Um, Others. Oh. Um, but oh yeah. But I, I've, <laughs> I changed one of the chords. Like, so I I used to play them in the same exact key. So I changed the key a little bit, and then um, right. The Jerilyn chorus is this. Um, uh, the, the minor two to the five to the one to the four. Um, so I used to play the song the same exact way, like this is how I love you, babe. This is how I love you. But uh, instead, I just started at the four uh, to make it like this is how. And it sounds like more uh, like more dominant. Um, so I think. I think we'll go that route, but uh, yeah, hopefully those can be <laughs> distinct enough. Coexisting. Yeah. Yeah, I I really like um, the repetition of that chorus. I mean, it it makes you want to sing along. I don't know how else to say it. Like, it works really well. Nice. Um, yeah, I wrote that actually like three years ago. Um, that was like one of one of the early songs because I wrote it about me and Lane when we first got married because I was like, man, marriage is nothing like what movies told me it was gonna be like. Like I realized uh, most of my beliefs of things happened from TV shows, um, and I was like, man, I am having a nice time, but I'm also not like this dominant creature. I like wake up and make us breakfast and coffee and then we like read the newspaper yeah and then we like hang out and watch tv at night and I'm like and but it, like not in the we hate it way like we actually like these shows so <laughs> I'm like this is this is nice um yeah so it, it has a lot of those elements um have you written any any I'm going to marry Deanna songs well I mean we, we've been dating for a really long time so there's a whole library of those songs in our uh, in our discography going back a long time. Say Half Heartedly is probably like the most important song in our relationship, Deanna and I. So I mean, I tend to shy away from being too autobiographical with lyrics. I find that in general my life probably isn't interesting enough to make compelling music with as source material. Um, but that song, like uh, the, I don't know if you call it a bridge in Half-Heartedly, is talking about, we set our glasses on the chair and blushed at the thought of how we must have stared for weeks and weeks with Kurt drawn and our faces pressed till my vision had gone and I pulled her closer into me for there's no sense in loving half-heartedly it's about well at that time of my life was when I first realized that I needed glasses because my I lost you know my vision wasn't good anymore and that that was the same time when Deanna and I had first started dating and the the bridge is about how like 
we've been just staring at each other with our faces close for so long that I lost my vision. Uh, of course, that's not like actually what happened, but that is what the doctor told me was the reason I lost my vision. <laughs> I'm just yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That that song was important for our our relationship when when we first started dating too. So um, yeah, we're at about an hour. Do you want to play one uh, one last one? Sure. Yeah. Hmm. What should I play? I keep playing new songs. I think I want to keep playing new songs. Great. Um, um, we put this song out in March, right before the pandemic started. Will you go out of your way to be kind? Oh, you already know. Would you leave a better place behind? Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna play. I'm gonna kick in the distortion for it. Will you go out of your way to be kind? And will you leave a better place behind? Will you drop that old friend of mine? Set it right, set it. Right. Do you go dancing out in the rain? And do you sing your songs with no shame? Do you remember the bus driver's name? Set it right, set it right. you gotta do uh-huh when the sound isn't cutting through yeah you know what you gotta do you gotta live on the ground you gotta give them the truth It's, it's not quite the same without the boys backing <laughs> me up on the harmonies, but uh, it's a fun one. No, I like it. The, the solo is nice. 
Ooh. <laughs> you, you should you should always play the solo when you are solo because <laughs> it's incredibly endearing. People will like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, there's nothing else going on except for these. I, we used to, cause like I said, I'm, I'm new to this whole like playing notes on guitar thing. I used to be just rhythm. So when we first played this song live, I would not even attempt a solo. I would just do that bend. And we like, uh, dance around as goofy as we can while we do that. <laughs> but now I'm trying to actually learn the solo well enough to play it, and this was good practice because it was not quite there. But we're getting there. It's, it's been good for me as, as a guitarist because I never really tried to learn. I mean, uh, keyboard's my first instrument, and this I just like the guitar because it's, it makes noise, you know, and that's what I like doing as a rhythm guitarist. But I kind of let my musicianship atrophy a little bit on this instrument so it's been good to to try and improve it's been really interesting watching your band since peter left because i feel like everybody stepped up to fill that gap in like such an intense way and so like because peter used to do that and the harmonies yeah and now the boys do the harmonies and Jeremy will sometimes do the rhythm parts on the bass to like cover you while oh, you do yeah. stuff like that. And I just think it's really cool because it shows like how uh, like creativity comes from some sort of adversity or discomfort or like you only have so many things so you have to make it work. And I feel like the stuff that you're about to put out is going to be a, a direct total of totally different yeah. from the previous stuff. Yeah, not really. Yeah, I feel like when we were a four piece, like all of all four of us are huge music nerds. Right. And we were obsessed with the idea of like arranging our way into a good song. So like if the two guitar parts like um hock it together in a way that's like really interesting or if the um yeah, if the overall arrangement is interesting, then it'll be a good song. And I think losing the ability to even do that made us reckon with the fact, well, maybe, maybe the, the song, song itself, itself has, has to, to be, be the driving factor. factor. And also at that time we were doing a lot of like acoustic gigs cause we just didn't um, have the ability to play full band. Right. Like we had to write new material to do it, it as a three piece. So. We were playing kind of stripped down, and, and I think that also forced us to like focus on the core elements of the song as opposed to like the arrangement. Right. Um, so that's, that's been our, our growth, for sure. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, these songs are quite... They, they're hits, man. Like, <laughs> there was one other song that you sent me. It started with an S. Um, uh, stay. Stay. That one... Yeah. That one's crazy too. Um, I thought Thanks, that dude. that was that was for sure my favorite of that bunch, um, and Sparrow yeah. was also my favorite of that bunch. <laughs> but it was like, um, yeah, I'm I'm really pumped. Um, so cool. Well, I'm gonna get some dinner. Um, yeah, sounds good, man.
Cool. It was really so great to talk this. to you. Yeah. I might go skate in my driveway because I've been skipping that the past few days. Maybe I'll do that. Well, good to see you. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Talk to you Sick. later. Talk to you soon. Bye.